Due to recent events, our executive producer, Rojan Petty, thought that opening this episode with a quote would not do it, uh, would not give it the, the proper service that it needs. Instead, he suggested that we open up with a statement, and it is as follows. I'd like to give a shout out to CNN, who was the first to show the video of the Tyree Nichols murder. I'd also like to thank the police officers for doing their best to distort or hide their body cameras as well as their story. In other words, thank you for showing us who you really are. I further want to thank the police camera that just happened to be hanging around the neighborhood for the perfect view of a crime being committed by those of whom we, for lack of a better word, trust to uphold the law. Finally, I want to thank CNN again for alerting us, the public that is, that America has a gang problem and it's called the police. Welcome to the gospel truth, no bullshit. I am R Major, I have my brother Antonio and my sister Rain hosting along with me. Good morning all. Morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Fantastic. What about yourself? Cool. Cool than a fan. Cool than a fan. Cooler than a fan. Is a fan really cool? Depends. As uh, Antonio would say, yes, it all depends on what kind mm-hmm. of fan you have. Yeah, sometimes like, those things just be blowing around hot air. Well, they can only generate the air that's in the room. Mm-hmm. But Which means you know, they're not always fans? cool. <laughs> well, it all depends on what kind of fan you have. <laughs> That's what I just said. So, so which fan example, are you today? The fan that has no blades. Okay. It's so like a something co- like similar to a portable air conditioner. Uh, I didn't know they had one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had one, but yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very interesting, man. That was very interesting. <laughs> you know, when we talk and we say certain things and we speak metaphorically, I try to, you know, put the pieces together. And I'm like, hmm. But That's I, funny, because oh, normally I have to cool. speak for you to interpret what you really want to say. Well, that depends That's on what. what Exactly. How far I want to go with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It really does. But it's been a minute, guys, and man, I miss you guys, as you can tell this morning. Yeah, same yes, here. we can tell. Yeah, it has been a minute. I was genuine mm-hmm. this morning. I was so anxious. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. It's a song. Oh. You don't know that song about Genuine? Mm-mm. Not, 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 not Genuine. No, I'm sorry. You lost me. Yes, definitely a song. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, you're hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, you lost not me. Not Genuine. Nope, you yeah. lost me right there. <laughs> 
sorry. I don't mean that it's an insult. I just don't know the song. No, no, you just laughing. Like, you like, I don't know that. Oh. It ain't Prince. It ain't Prince and other people. I have no idea what it is. Oh, right. That's not true. That is not true. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, uh, speaking of songs, is this song by, uh, you turned me on, uh, Chris Stapleton, right? First song I heard from him was from years ago, Tennessee Whiskey, which I just fell right. in love with. Mm-hmm. But then you turned me on to him, so I started listening to him, and he has a song called You Should Probably Leave, right? And yeah. one of the things I love about country music, they tell great stories. Mm-hmm. So throughout the song, you know, you know it's an old flame that he's met. And mm-hmm. each in each verse of the song, he says, I know you. You know me, and we both mm-hmm. know where this is going to lead. Mm-hmm. So if you want me to stay, I want you to stay, so you should probably leave, right? So the next verse, okay, just one kiss. Then it goes back to the chorus, right? <laughs> and it ends with mm-hmm. you should probably leave. Then the last verse ends, it's 6 a.m., and the sun is shining on your skin. When you wake up, you should probably leave. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. I love it. I love it. it. I love it. Just tell the whole complete story of what happened. Yes, facts. Big facts. All day. I think I'm going to listen to this song once we eat today. So, nah, it ain't, it ain't just Prince. But I know, I know. I'm, I not, I'm not familiar. Not familiar. You ever heard Ride the Pony? What is it? Ride My Pony? What is it? Something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's his biggest okay. hit. Okay. That's that's his biggest hit. As far as I know. As far as I know, that's his biggest hit. Oh, uh, that's why you, you should <laughs> know. Or at least that was his that was his debut. Wasn't that his debut? Yeah, but you should you yeah. should know about our ancient. So, you should know ancient though for real. That was that yeah. was big for him. Hey, but it's all good. Okay. You know, there's some people I call I consider one hit wonders until I get into a discussion with you, uh, either my son or my daughter, and they'll tell me I'm wrong. Listen, no. Mm-mm. They'll start naming a whole bunch of songs. Yeah, but they weren't hits. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mm-mm. still one hit wonder me. I think once you hear it, you'll know, you'll know exactly. Okay. So, with this uh, Tyrese Nichols thing, it's, it's more just coming, it's being uncovered now. Yeah. Yeah. Such as. Um, the guy, he was sending pictures. One of the officers sent pictures of the beating. And then I think the same guy, he had got in trouble for uh, inside the prison for assaulting other prisoners. I mean, he didn't. He just got a slap on the wrist, uh, if that, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I hadn't heard that part, but I did, I did hear that they were going to go back and review all of their cases. And they said it's possible to do this because they've only been on the force for a few years. So it's not like they have to review hundreds or thousands of cases. It's just going to be maybe a few dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's protocol. Whenever an officer gets in trouble like this, they have to is go it back really? in. Mm, it is. It is. Mm. Is, it, and, is it really or is it just for us black, black officers? No, it's not just for black officers. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting. I, what I did find interesting about this situation was um, 
they were quick to plaster the pictures of all these black officers across the the mm-hmm. screen, like immediately. Um, unlike with some of these other situations that we dealt with, it was like we didn't see a picture of the officer until it was like, um, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> investigations were over and decisions mm-hmm. were made, and then it was like one officer, not the whole group, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, or whoever was going to be the fall guy and stuff like that. So I did. You know, I noticed the the differences and stuff like that, but behind the scenes, whenever an officer gets involved or is involved with some of these types of situations, they have to go back and review the cases. And a lot of times those people end up like, um, same thing happens like if um, a district attorney or a judge is um, caught up in some type of scandal or trouble, they have to review those cases. And a lot of times those people end up um, with reduced sentences or getting released. So... um, it's it's a lot um, that goes on in the background when these types of things happen. They just don't make it public, and that's why a lot yeah. of times we don't know, yeah, you know, what happens. You know? Mm-hmm. I was listening to a uh, a lawyer one day on on TV, and he was saying it's similar to the same thing you're saying. He basically said, you know, it's the difference between social media justice and actual mm-hmm. justice inside the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, what happens online does not happen in the courtroom. And that's what right. people people get get the courtroom mistake uh mistakenly wrong because they go on with this social media type of attitude. Mhm. So let me just ask you all then, in your opinion, what should these officers receive? And when I say these officers, I'm talking about for me, anyone that put a hand on it. Not not reaching out to the other ones yet. Not reaching out to the, the medical team that stood by and did nothing for several minutes before they decided to do something. Just the ones that put their hands on him. I don't care if it was if you just held him or if you uh you were the one that blew your knee out while you were kicking him. What should they get in your opinion? I mean, knowing that um that this man died as a result of his injuries, um, you know, they should be charged with murder and get the um, maximum that they can get. But I also feel like how, so here's my opinion on this. You know how when people are killed because of a hate crime, they're held to a higher statute and they get additional time because it was motivated by hate? I feel mm-hmm. like if you are a public servant and you take an oath of office to protect and serve and you commit a crime, like it's not self-defense, it's not, you know, anything like that, but it's like a blatant, you know, like something like this. I think just like they have a hate crime statute, they should have a um, blue wall statue. <laughs> you know, if you are part of the blue wall and you're a police officer and your job is protect and serve and you break co- protocols and you break the law and somebody dies or is hurt, I don't care if they don't die, if they're injured or they suffer any type of, sustain any type of injury or whatever, because of your actions, I think just like there's a hate crime statute, there should be like, I'm a police officer and I know better statute. So you should get like how a hate crime, like for a murder, let's say a hate, you know, if it's just a regular murder, it's 25 years. But if it's a hate crime, it's life. I think it should be similar because you took, you, you know, you know.
you know better, and your job requires you to um, your job requires you to protect the public to be because again we're looking at you to protect us when we get in trouble. We're looking at you to come to our aid to be our safety net. But this is why people can't trust the police. And until there are higher penalties put in place where um, people are really held accountable, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying um, hold one race more accountable than the other when it gets. Um, when it's equal punishment across the board and you extend or add some um, add some motivation for you to do the right thing to that, you know what I'm saying, maybe then we'll start seeing some change in our police force and how they treat people. But you have to be fair about it, and you really have to issue out these punishments because this, this right here, this makes no sense. Hmm. This makes no sense. Antonio, your thoughts? Um, I think we should bring back public beatings. Public what? Beatings. B-E-A-T-I-N-G. You're laughing. You're laughing, but in Singapore, they do that. I think they should bring back public beatings for everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. This isn't a funny topic. This is not... He said they should bring back public beatings. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. And we should beat we should beat people with sugar canes. Should beat them with sugar canes because if mm. you bring back public beatings, right? It, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's almost uh, and I hate to bring this up, but it's almost like the take the biggest buck, right? Mm-hmm. It, you you break them down. What happens is if you, if let's just say, because like she said, Singapore and other countries, right, if you steal mm-hmm. something, they chop off your hand. If you do something, mm-hmm. they do this. If mm-hmm. I beat you in public, I damn sure better. You, they won't have no more Rodney King repeats, uh, George Floyd repeats, the Tyree, Tyree Nichol repeats, Breonna Taylor repeats. You won't have none of those because they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't trying to get beat today. <laughs> and if I, if, if you survive. Hmm. Okay. That is me. Well, but I think we should okay. bring back public beatings. Okay. Well, I disagree with both of you. I'm sure. Okay, so what are your I, thoughts? I thought that Rain was being too nice and conservative with the punishment, and mm-hmm. I think you're being too primitive with the uh, with the punishment. Go, trying to go back. I think you just need to call it out and call it what it is. What they so did to this man it? was to see, there you go. Because I don't think what you said, and that's why I disagree with you, because I don't think that what you suge- you're suggesting is actually going to stop it. And the other thing I think we need to keep in mind is, um, or maybe this needs to be brought up, this only happens to us. This doesn't happen to the whole, the entire public. If it was happening to the entire public, it would be resolved, and it w- we wouldn't be talking about it because it would be happening less and less. But the reality well, is it only happens to African-American men, African-American women, African-American young boys, African-American young girls. That's who it's happening to. I disagree. So I disagree. I'm sorry. I, I think I didn't, under, I didn't hear the first part of what you said. What do you think the solution is? I haven't given a solution yet. I'm just telling you oh, I disagree you with the two of you. I okay, think they, what did you, you said they should be punished to the severity of the law, right, whatever mm-hmm. the maximum is. And mm-hmm. I disagree. If there is no death penalty, we need to make an exception and bring it back and kill their asses. 
that's just my that's my my initial thought on it. And if we can't bring that back the death penalty, I don't want them to have maximum time in prison. I want them in prison, period, for life. Well, I just said that. Period. We said the same. We're saying the same thing. Oh, okay. We, you, 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 you said maximum. You said the maximum well, punishment. <laughs> Which could I be, said if the you max, said, yeah, I, I heard said, you say something like 25 years, right? I said if the maximum for murder is 25 years, then we need to add a statute like they do with the hate crime that's going to make you stay in for life because as a police officer, you know better. You know what I'm saying? So you're mm-hmm. saying the same thing that I said. But let me okay. tell you this. Why are y'all wasting <laughs> taxpayers' <y'all> waste <laughs> money on letting them stay in for life? We ain't got time for that. It's, it's not that. Here's my thing. Okay. They're not gonna. They're not gonna kill them. You know what I'm saying? Even though the right thing would, you know, the right thing to do would be okay. You know, like, I, and I'm not even gonna say the right thing to do, but um, in most cases, when you look at justice, when you think in terms of justice, you take a life, you lose your life, right? That's mm-hmm. in 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 the common. Eye for an eye, two for two. Yes. Of, right. When you think in terms of common sense, you take a life, you lose your life, right? Um, mm-hmm. And in instances like this, right, mm-hmm. not in the instance where you're protecting your daughter or your son or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, where it's mm-hmm. self-defense or whatever, but when it's blatant murder, you take a life, you lose a life. That's what common sense. But when it comes to our police system and things like that, the term blue wall exists for a reason because they work to protect each other, to cover each other, and they feel like that um, that brotherhood is more important than anything mm-hmm. else, right? And so... Mm-hmm. When you get down to it, and this is just my opinion in of this country, when it comes to certain things, certain things we're never going to see. Like we will, they'll put somebody, they'll put these officers in jail for the rest of their life, or a officer in jail for the rest of their life before they murder an officer, right? And mm-hmm. the thing is, they can't. They're not going to implement a law that says, okay, if a police officer does this, da 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 da, then he faces the death penalty because then your white officers have to be subjected <laughs> to that same law. Mm-hmm. Well, as so you I got to protect all of the ones that do. <clears throat> but you already stated earlier, and you were right, the white officers, we, well, we've seen expediency with this particular group of officers. Mm-hmm. Have we ever oh, seen yeah. expediency before? Absolutely not. But let exactly. me say this, though. I think, but see, let's, let's, let's bring this in perspective, right? With everything that we've seen before, a lot of these counties, a lot of these cities, they they cannot wait anymore because they're getting sued and they can't these police unions can't handle the lawsuits. Right? They let me tell you something. I think that's bull crap because okay. she meant bullshit. Um, um <laughs> cause they they take their time with what they want to take their time with. Lawsuits mm-hmm. draw out for years and years and years. It's, there, it's never a quick process with a lawsuit or whatever. They can file today or tomorrow, but they still yeah. aren't going to get a settlement for two, three, four years or whatever. When it comes right. to these black officers, because they're black, that's why they threw them out there so fast. That's the well, only yeah, that's, reason. And there's yeah, nothing yeah. that anybody can tell me that, that, that will make me think different. Because this right. takes weeks in most cases, sometimes even months for us to even hear about a situation yeah. like this. Like for us to eat, for it to even become public knowledge, let alone the picture being a paper. Come on, well, you, still got, you, well, you, you know this better than anybody. Be, that is true. You still got to be the. Uh, we still have to. Uh, uh, they always want to make the black people the worst, the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. We know this. 
they want to make black people the worst of the worst. And that's the same thing I was just saying when Rod was <clears throat> when Rod was saying that it happens to more black people. It happens to more than just black people, quite honestly. It's just always reported in our neighborhoods. They will never report because they still want to see it. They still want to see us as the worst of the worst. Because so let me ask you a question. I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that black officers will find a will stop a white man, uh, just a normal traffic stop, pull him out of the car, beat the crap out of him after they have to chase him into a neighborhood, into a white neighborhood, right? Because I'm just flipping this. I'm just flipping the um, the whole scenario. So he runs. You. And, and he goes goes to a white neighborhood. They catch him. They beat the crap out of him there. They're caught on camera just like these fools were. And you're telling me this is not reported? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. If, okay, no, then what do you what think? Saying, that's not what, what, like what you were saying. No, no. What I'm saying, and I, I didn't put a color to it. If you notice, I didn't put a color to it. I'm saying it happens, period. Police brutality happens everywhere, but it's shown more in our community. That's what I'm saying. So you are police? saying, in essence, you're saying that it happens in white communities then. Or is that right? Yes, it does, yes. Okay, they, so why is it not reported? Because I find it very hard to believe that it would happen in a white neighborhood the way it did just happened to Tyree you gotta, and it's not reported. Hold on, hold on. You have to remember who controls it. The police controls the, the, the local news station. They tell you what's reported and what's not reported. I used to work for a company. I talked to a detective. He even told me a lot of stuff happened in a particular upscale of town, he said, well, they control what's being told and what's not being told. And so you do have to happen. realize media doesn't, like, it's not like the media is out on patrol and they had, you know, and they just automatically get the news. They get the news when they're invited in for the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So that's like, what dude, we I'm have to realize you. when it comes to the media. They don't, it's not like they're on scene for every crime that happens, right? Every time the police go call, the media show up. No, they show up or they're in, they are brought there when they're invited to the conversation. So a Samaritan might call and say, oh, there's a bad accident on such and such and such, such. I think the news out of, need to be out of here because it looked like it's fatality. Or the police call and say, okay, we need your help with this, da, 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 da. we need right. um, some information, so we need you to come out and cover this. They are told, they're not, it's not like they automatically know where the news is. They mm-hmm. have to be invited to the conversation. But you said the key thing, when you opened up, you said the key thing, they are a gang, right? That was the first thing you said. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are a gang. Police yeah. brutality is not central just for one particular people, race of people. It's for no, everybody. I think I have to disagree with you on that one. I, I guarantee <clears> you. I think I have to disagree if they, with you if on they, that one. You can say that because you're in the black community. I guarantee you, if they open it up and really be fair and truthful, you will see more that happens. I'm not going to say more. You will see the same thing that happened to us that happened to them. I actually follow a couple of these. Uh, if you can, go on Instagram, Mr. Checkpoint. He show you where they beat on. Is a, lot of, a lot of Caucasian people have come out and said, hey, they beating on us too. A lot of brown people say they beating on us too. And it's the same thing. Remember, we went and saw... Uh, that movie with uh, Fred Hampton. They was having the same exact problem, but they only show and focus on one group of people because that's what they want you to think. They, the dude said we having the same exact problem. The pigs beating on us too. It's just they only showing you what they want to show you. And if it wasn't for those, for their, if it wasn't for their own equipment, right? If it wasn't for the police at the high, you would have never got this. Truth be told, you'd have never got this information. 
So again, police brutality, police brutality is everywhere. It's, it's, it's internationally. It's, it's internationally, it's local, it's everywhere. And that's the problem. None of us are on the same page. We want to be, but we're not because we have to realize it's, the problem is not black, it's not Caucasian, it's not Asian. The problem is the humanitarian problem because these police officers think they're a big-ass gang and no justice can be done to them. Period. It's abuse of power. That's mm-hmm. what it boils down to. At the end of the day. I don't know if I can agree with either one of you on this one. And I'm guessing, mm-hmm. I guess I'm basing this on what, what we've seen, and we can just go back to recent history. We don't have to go way back. We can just go back to recent history. Um, there was a young lady by the name of Breonna Taylor who was sleeping peacefully in her home until they came gang-busting into her house looking for, um, I guess, her former boyfriend. And, but they didn't ask questions first. They shot first. Um, do they do that in Africa? A, they do the same thing over in Africa. Y'all think this is it, it's no different than here and any place else. These people is not is not a is not a particular race. It is a problem huge overall. So you are saying a, that it's just a, a just an issue of authority. Yes. Yes, it has nothing to do with what color you are. If you really break it down, that's just what they want you to see. That's what they want you to see. Because at the end of the day, you're going to always focus on what's in your community because there's there's your community. They harass these, the, the, the poor, the poor Caucasian people. They harass them. They just ain't going to tell you. They ain't going to make it to the local news. Like they harass and, us. And, and tell me why it's not going to make it to the local news when they harass poor white people. Because they're poor white people? Control. Control. I'm going to say it again. Control. So what exactly are they looking to control? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm asking because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused. What are you confused on? Because as I, I can only go by what I see. I can only go by mm-hmm. what the news is telling us. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that you don't know what you're saying. What I'm telling you is this is what I've seen. This is what I've seen throughout, yeah, throughout our history. Because you color. Because mm-hmm. I'm what? You okay, but, no, but I want you to focus in on what you're saying, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're saying it. You said you can only go by what you see. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what okay? I said. We, mm-hmm. we only see what we're allowed to see. Or what mm-hmm. we're shown when we when we're relying on the news outlet, we can only see what we're allowed to see. We can only see what they show us and what they give us, right? And if you think mm-hmm. about it, think in terms of the world, right? Just how big fifty states, how how big fifty states is. How if you look at a program like the First Forty Eight or whatever, which I don't watch that, but um, if you look at something like the First Forty Eight and you look at your local news or whatever, you're exposed to a lot more crime and things like that because it's mm-hmm. dedicated to showing real events throughout the country that are happening, right, different crimes that are happening throughout the country or whatever. So you get a, a bigger, um, a broader or more, um, you know, more um, exposure through shows like that about what's happening with crimes and stuff like that, right? And so, and then when you see that, you start looking, collecting that, and you're like, hmm, most people are killed by somebody that they know, right? But then when you look mm-hmm. at the news or whatever, the highlight, they're going to highlight what they want to create as the problem, right? Before we got on this call, um, 
you had made a comment about um, about the scare, right? Like, oh, okay, now they're using this to scare us or whatever. Because, again, and so it ties right in. It's the same thing. We're going to expose you to what we want to expose you to to create what we want you to believe, we, to create the narrative of what we're telling you the problem is in society. But if we actually knew, if we actually went and searched records and stuff like that, because all this stuff is public knowledge when it happens, right? There are a lot of lawsuits that we don't know about. There are a lot of things mm-hmm. that happen that we don't know about. But the data is public knowledge. So if you actually go and do a search state by state or whatever and compare the numbers apples to apples, you may find that your reality is something different than what is shown. It's just like when the pandemic hit and, you know, we were getting all these numbers and stuff like that, and then we were told, oh, the numbers are dropping and they died down. So people in the community were like, okay, the the COVID problem is no longer a problem because the news is saying it's no longer a problem. But me, I'm not a news watcher. I'm a, um, I go to, I was going to WHO, I was going to CDC, and I was actually tracking the numbers. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're lying. The numbers are back up, you know. So I would know when the numbers are back up. I would know when it's, and I'm like, hmm, this is interesting that we're being told that, yeah, this is, you know, the numbers are down. You know, we can go back to our normal way of life. We can do this. We can do that. We don't have to worry about this. It's not an issue anymore. But over here, when I do the real research, the data doesn't align with what the media is telling me. Well, let me ask Thanks. you this. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this. What does news mean? What do, what do the words news mean? By definition? By definition, what does it mean? Do you know, right? Let's look it up. Um, look I'm it looking up. it up right now. Yeah, I'm looking it up right mm-hmm. now. So. <clears throat> Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. North, east, definition. North, north, east, west, and south. That is the Prince album. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But just think about that. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing, right? They're only telling you what they want you to know in certain parts. What they want you to know. You got to remember, you got to step away from the matrix. We're all, we mm-hmm. always going to see, because they what they want us to see, especially being black folks. I guarantee you. Guarantee you, if you're down in Alpharetta and some other parts, they're going to show you the worst of the worst. And what's the first thing they're going to say? I'm not going downtown Atlanta. Oof, it's the worst thing since sliced bread. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going down to South Georgia. I'm not, I'm not going over to the east side. I'm not going to the west side. So, right, you can, you continue to control that narrative, right? That's me. But I, I, I wouldn't be naive to say this is just happening to black people. It's happening everywhere because we know it's a problem. That's to say, it's, mm-hmm. we know it's a, we know it's a, it's a, it's a humanitarian problem. We know it's a policing problem. Period. I guarantee you, what happened to Rodney King ain't the first time it happened, but it just got filmed. Oh, we know that, yeah. Right. We know that. I guarantee, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it wasn't. It didn't necessarily happen to a black man. It could happen to a, uh, somebody Hispanic. Because that's about the Caucasian, right? And also keep in mind, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. ahead. But also keep in mind, a lot of the stuff that we are getting exposed to is not even because it's the the news outlet's intention to do it, right? We have more accessibility because of cell phone Mm -hmm. cameras. 
and the public taking a stance and sending this information on and saying, mm-hmm. hey, this needs to be out there. We need to, you know, this needs to be shared or whatever. Um, or families fighting to get the attention um, to these stories and, and get the information out there. That's why, that's why, like, you know, we found out about stuff four and five months later because the families are diligent and making sure that the mm-hmm. world knows that this is a problem or this happened to my child. Think about the number of people that don't have the energy to fight like that, that are mm-hmm. so broken by what happened to their loved one that they don't they don't push the issue or push the envelope to make sure that these um, types of events are exposed. They just fight through the legal system and file their lawsuits or whatever, and everything is settled quietly, which or is what they prefer. Or think about the people who in, in these areas who don't have the cell, the cell, not the cell right. phone, the technology. Really, I'm, I'm gonna use that. Who don't have the technology to show you what's happening in these rural areas, right? It's rural right. areas everywhere across the country, and sometimes they can't pick up and show you video, right? Some you mm-hmm. gotta remember, a lot of these places don't have a lot of technology to how that how they caught that Tyree Nichols thing. A lot of these rural areas don't have cameras sitting up there. Yeah, but if you're in a high crime area, you might have police cameras and things like that. So, yeah. The origins of modern-day policing. The origins of modern-day policing can be traced back to the slave patrol. The earliest formal slave patrol was created in the Carolinas in the early 1700s, with one mission, to establish a system of terror and squash slave uprisings with a capacity to pursue, apprehend, and return runaway slaves to their owners. Tactics included the use of excessive force to control and produce desired slave behavior. I, whatever your name is, do swear that I will as searcher for guns, swords, and other weapons among the slaves in my district, faithfully and as privately as I can, discharge the trust reposed in me as the law directs, to the best of my power. So help me God. That was the North Carolina Slave Patrol Oath. And what I did was I just just Googled the history of uh, police. That's what I Googled. What's today's today's oath? What's today's oath? I guarantee you, it's not too far apart from not too far different, right? Okay, I'll look at that. But that also kind of um, ties into what I was saying earlier. When policing was started, it was starting. It was started with giving you the blessing to abuse mm-hmm. the power that has been given to you. Yep, yep. The to history a group of people. It was and to a specific you, so, group of people. So do you think that that, not, that mindset didn't expand beyond that group of people? Uh, it may have expanded beyond that group of people. I'm not going to necessarily say it hasn't. But at the same time, too, I see it exercised to its fullest extent on my people. And But That's you have to also understand, too, um, Rod, if you were a sympathizer and you, and you, uh, you were a sympathizer, it extended to you. So if you were white and you were sympathetic to the African-American or the black community's cause, however you label, um, then you were, you were um, subject to that same abuse of power. I got you. I get you. 
You're funny, dude. You're going to always see more with your people before you see anybody else. I and mean, that's how it's supposed to be. I, I get that, too. That doesn't change what we saw. I know you didn't see the video. You elected not to see it. I understand that. I respect that. But you, I know you've seen or have heard about it. Well, you haven't seen it. You've heard about it. I know you've seen others. Yeah, you see one, you see them all. They ain't doing too much different than what they do to the others. They just abuse the abuse of power. (laughs) Not to say, not to be mean about it. They not doing anything different. What they do different than they did Rodney King? They beat them, beat them with this. They punch them, they kick them. You only got so much you can do. Ain't like they 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 shit on the ground and put his face in it. They all doing the same thing. It's still an abuse of power. It's abusive as somebody as a human. All right, so. This is the International Association of Chiefs of Police, Law Enforcement Oath of Honor. On my honor, I will never betray my integrity, my character, or the public trust. I will always have the courage to hold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always maintain the highest ethical standards and uphold the values of my community and the agency I serve. That's a lot different. Hmm. Yeah, that's a whole butter. That actually makes it sound like an honorable job. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, needless to say, we didn't see any of that in that freaking video. You won't. Exactly, which is why I feel like they should have a statute for people that are that take an oath to be dis to um not uh, lose their integrity and then they do. And see, I I don't think a statute is necessarily needed. And here's the reason why I say that, and this is the only reason why I disagree with having to put in a statute. Um, mm-hmm. Are they not uphold upheld to the same laws that laws that we are, or at least supposed to be? They are, but that's my point. They shouldn't. So it's like if your job. It's to enforce the same laws, right? That that those laws are there for them to enforce, right? They actually go mm-hmm. out and arrest people for making those laws, breaking those laws, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. if you break one of those laws, why should you get the same punishment as me? When your job is to enforce that people obey them, so you should be held to a higher standard. Your punishment should be greater than that of someone who has not made a choice to um, enforce and, and adhere to these things. You should be held to a higher standard. So if I understand you correctly, then, what you're saying is is that if um, Reverend Turner is preaching about the Ten Commandments and he goes out and commits adultery, he should get more than what and you know, know what Antonio the gets against. But but you know what, what the Bible says. The Bible, the Bible says, says that those that preach the gospel are held to a higher standard when it comes to judgment. Well, you got to give me that verse. Where's that? I will send it to you. But cool. there, you have to understand. So biblically, so if you're gonna go there, yeah, that's that's um, why people need, like you know, we um, often you're told, like if you take this office, you need to understand da 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 that um, mm-hmm. you know the expectations of you are higher or whatever. Not to say that the pastor won't fall or whatever, whatever, or people won't make mistakes and stuff like that, but you are held to a higher standard. That's why it's 
important for you to get yourself right quickly, not stay there. But a lot of people, they are in these, again, pastors in leadership, and they abusing power, and they running through every woman in the church. Yeah, you're going to be held to a higher standard. You are, okay. and that's scriptural. So okay. I'm thinking, in this, but, but keeping it separate, if I mm-hmm. have you hired for a job, to and your job, it's just like a supervisor on a job or whatever. If I, if your job is to make sure that the employees don't steal and all this stuff, and you sell an inventory out the back door, but you firing people for doing the same thing, then um, why should you get to keep your job and I don't? Or why should okay. you get a pass and I don't? Okay, are they held to a higher standard? No, they're and not. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm, about, I'm not talking about the preachers. I'm not talking about the preachers. I'm talking about now, police officers. We're back to the police officers. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Are they held they're to not. Standard? They're not. Okay. They're subjected so, to the same laws we are, which is why I feel like there should be a statute that says if you could put a hate crime statute in place for people attacking a certain community, a certain race, and give them more time than what the average person would get. So if two black people kill each other, this is the standard. But if you add a hate crime and say, okay, this white person killed this black person because of, simply because they hate the color of their skin, the time increases on their punishment. So why should that not apply to police officers? Why should there not be a set of rules or standards in place for them to match that same energy? Especially when you have this law enforcement oath of honor. Yes. I would have yes. to agree exactly. with you. Exactly. I would have to exactly. agree with you on that one. So you kind of swayed me a little bit. I still don't think a statute is necessary. I just think give them the death penalty. But we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> we know that, no, seriously, we know that's not going to happen based upon but Agent Ernst. But you Ernst do realize and all with, hate crime, with hate crimes, a lot of times, the hate crime statute allows for the death penalty in some states. And that's what I'm saying. We get a different set of rules when it comes to the blue wall, and they're not mm-hmm. going to do it because, again, if this has to apply to white officers and black officers, yeah, we may flip the switch a little faster on the black officers, but we don't want to murder our white brothers. We need them All to right. stay alive. So we're going to give them life in prison. So they're not going to – so mm-hmm. I don't feel like they would – even if they created a statute, I don't think they would go as far as the hate crime statute and, and, and allow the death penalty to be, to be on the table. But I agree with you. I feel like it should be. I feel like it okay. should be because, again, mm-hmm. your job is to protect, you know, one of the laws is that you're trying to enforce is um, to keep murderers off the street and stuff like that, and now you have become a murderer, and your job was to keep people from murdering others and um, arrest people that do murder people. So why shouldn't you have to, if you take someone's life in your office and you weren't defending yourself, you were just being ugly, then you should have to, it should be a life for life. And that's my thought process on it. Will it happen okay. like that? Probably not. But I'm right there right. with you. Okay. So we got white, we got black, right? Then we got two-tone. We got blue-white, and we got black-blues, right? We mm-hmm. got white officers wearing the blue uniform. We got black officers wearing the blue uniform. Now, we also know that they are treated differently. Am I wrong? Black officers don't get the same treatment as white officers. We see that with how fast Memphis moved on this issue. Have you noticed or maybe has there been a no a, a GoFundMe account established for any of these five? Mm, I don't know. That means no, because we would have heard about it at some point. Normally, what, what would they be uh, GoFunding them for, a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, trust me. When white officers, when white officers have slain a, a young black brother in the street, I, and forgive me because I can't remember his name. Remember his name right now? It was outside of St. Louis. There was a GoFundMe started for that dude, not for mm-hmm. his victim, but for him. There was a GoFundMe started for uh, the killer of um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. They started a GoFundMe for him. I think they shut it down, but there was a GoFundMe started for him as well. There has been no gun, no GoFundMe started for these five. But the only reason they shut it down, let's be honest here, the only reason they shut the GoFundMe down is because of the, the people. The people shut down because they were saying, how dare you? So it still rests on the people. Okay, it rests on the people. Well, all, what I'm showing, what I'm showing you all, or at least trying to show you all, and Rain is right when she says about the statute. She's got me on her side now. But are they going to uphold the statute? Mm-hmm. And still, in my opinion, there, and that's this, this is the the only thing is I, there shouldn't be a need for one based one based upon this this damn oath right here that I'm reading, and mm-hmm. two is based upon the law. There shouldn't be a need for a statute. But I see your point. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's something else I don't know if you all noticed at the time this was, um, the video was being shown. So CNN showed the video Friday, all night Friday. Then it showed it that Saturday as well. And of course they're starting to break away from it by Sunday. Cause you know, we, after 24 hours, we get tired of stuff. We got to move on to something else. Right after they showed this video, they showed, um, a new Nancy Pelosi attack video. And I shouldn't say Nancy Pelosi, her house when her husband was home, when that dude broke into her house, right after they showed um, Tyree Nichols' video, they showed the Nancy Pelosi video where the dude is breaking into their home, and they show dude holding, fighting for the axe with um, Mr. – I guess his name is Mr. Pelosi. I don't know. Nancy Pelosi's husband. And the Mm -hmm. police stand there and ask, what's going on here? And then they don't make a move until – the assailant goes after Nancy Pelosi's husband, and they don't, they don't shoot him. They don't shoot him. Well, they're not going to shoot him because, one, it's a public figure, right, uh, attached to it, and it'll be blown up. There's so many variables to that. And I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. There's a lot of times they don't shoot where they should. There's a lot of them come out on top, and they, they shouldn't. Of course, like I told you before, we are we're made to be the villain. We are made to be the villain. We we know this. It's something that it's not that we don't know that. You also just said that it happens in the white community as well. Here was a prime and opportunity it, for them to whip his ass, beat his ass. <laughs> it would have been completely understandable, but, and but, he didn't do but it. No, no. But you know why? I just told you why. why. As a as a public figure, he's attached to a public figure who guarantee you it'll come back on them. It, dude, come on. You, you know the Matrix. Shouldn't he have yeah, not you been know, protected then, being a public figure? You know this is the Matrix. Stop playing with me. You know this is the Matrix and how they do We're not debating whether or not this is the Matrix. We're not. That's not the debate. The question is, what should the – okay, Officer Antonio, you've been called to such and such address and – Oh, I'm beating everybody. Um, you ain't got to go through all that. I'm beating everybody. <laughs> we ain't got to go through all that. All right, told okay. you what I used to do. Okay, everybody so you you would go to you would go to beat him down. Oh, I'm, everybody would get. Okay, who you are? The dog, the okay. cat, the, the 
the Caucasian, the Asian, don't matter. Are everybody getting it? Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not discriminating. Indeed. I'm not discriminating. <laughs> that's the po- that's the problem, right? Everybody discriminate, but it's, it goes back to what we always say. People have been conduct conduct have been conditioned, culturally conditioned, and that's why they do what they do. That, and that's another reason why they keep us confused. If I keep y'all confused as a people and y'all always turn to you and say white, black, this, that, you would never know what's truly going on around you because your focus is only on one thing. You never focus on me, and, and that's why I can go do other stuff and create other laws because your focus is on one, one group or a set of people. So now I can make laws, and it ain't just going to hurt just them. It's going to hurt everybody. And then we can use it to hurt anybody we want when we want that's my thought. Remember, culturally condition is not just based upon black colored people. No, that's no, no. New word. no. You're absolutely right. We're that's, all that's my new word, right? That's my new condition. word. That's my new word. Colored people. We all culturally condition. But if I keep y'all confused as a people, you'll never know the reason. What's really going on in the background? i.e. coronavirus. Everybody was so confused with what's going on and focus on one thing, and they started changing how, how things work. And simple liberties that we had before we don't have like we used to because I keep y'all confused with what's going on around you. I keep your focus on one thing. Uh, something else I noticed, too, in the video. Uh, this is after they called him, right? After they called him and they, they're doing a do. Did you notice that it was dark? Did you notice that cars were parked in driveways or on the street? So not only was the street dark, but houses were dark. I would have to assume that when they went chasing him in their cars, they had the, they had the siren lights going and they had the noise going. No one came out. Not a single person came out of their home, at least not according to that video where, where they were in view of the camera. Mm-hmm. Right? I submit mm-hmm. to you that they were traumatized. The black community itself is traumatized by these actual, not necessarily just this group of policemen, but police itself. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't come out. Right, Trump, yeah, I don't disagree. Hmm? Go ahead. I do. I do. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Rain. I I don't disagree. Um, you know, I know I understand what you're where you're going with it, Antonio, saying that we've been conditioned to, um, um, stay behind. You know, stay out of police matters and things like that. But I, the reason why I disagree with you about we us being conditioned, um, Antonio, is because there are people that are taking a stand um, against the police and um, being bold enough to video. And when they're in these acts, we've seen evidence of people going back and forth with the police while recording when the police are telling them they can't record or whatever. So I don't feel it's an issue of conditioning. But I do feel like there is still a, a 
a large population, especially the older generation, that has been traumatized by police brutality and the abuse and the things that they do when they come into their community. So they try to stay back and stay out of it because they don't want to become the brunt of that person, um, especially in project areas and stuff like that where um, when when um, you think about, I don't know how it is that where y'all come from, but where I came from, in the projects, they had certain police officers that were assigned to our district. They had a station within that project community, and those officers would walk around the community and stuff like that. So you knew who, which officers were who, and some of those officers were aggressive, and they would do things or whatever that they shouldn't have been doing. But back then, you didn't report that stuff because when you did report it, um, you would face retaliation or whatever. So depending on the situation, some people have been traumatized and they've learned don't test the police, don't trust the police, stay clear of them, and you train your children to do that. And so you can say that's conditioning, but that conditioning came as a result of the trauma that they experienced. So um, I think we have two things going on here when it comes to that. And I don't know the situation in that particular area, but um, I, I agree with Rob. It could very much be a situation of tra- of um, traumatization. So that's that's my thoughts on it. Well, I'm nosy, so I would I would have been outside looking, trying to figure out what's going on. I've done that several times. I don't care what's going on. I've been going but out there what's going on. But what? you got to understand, too, you're unplugged from the Matrix. You also... He forgets. He always uses his, yeah, you his have uh, elitism to, right, okay, and think that right. everybody should be like him. Right. Yeah. And while that's <clears> great <throat> that you're like that, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of these um, Gen Alpha kids, these uh, um, the Gen Xers and all that stuff, they may do stuff like that. They may go out. They may look and say, I want to see what's going on. Oh, let me get my phone and let me start recording and stuff like that. And even some of the ones that have been traumatized, if they have a view from their window, they may not come out, but they may record. Yeah, you got you know, people so look that out from their windows. Yeah, people look out from their windows. So, like, but when I was saying more so conditioned, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying uh, as a fault or anybody's fault or anything like that. What I'm saying, when I say conditioned, we have been taught to do certain things, just like you said, right, to only see or do certain things, right? So when you're conditioned, you say, well, you know, I'm not going to go outside, or, yeah, I am a little nervous, or I am a little scared, or blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, and you, y'all, right, I, I do have those ones in the Matrix, so I have to plug into the Matrix sometimes and not forget, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. what I do, what I do, how I may move, everybody don't move. And I can give you prime examples yesterday, just one, but... um. I get it. I get it. But I think sometimes we have to 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 step outside of ourselves, right? And go and say, Let me see what's going on. Uh, how can how can I do this? And and the reason I say that is a prime example. Martin Luther King, right? He was in a part they were in at a particular time, right? They were saying things was happening, the the injustice of civil rights and things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. He still he got outside the matrix and said, you know what, I'm tired of this, right? And he, mm-hmm. when he said, I'm tired of this, that's changed the whole concept of things. Right? But you and know, him. No, let go me, ahead, let me add ahead. to that. So yeah, you're right. Me, he, he, he said he's tired of this, right? But he also had to make a very, very um, intentional personal decision 
that a lot of people are not willing to make, right? And that's the part that you're leaving out. He didn't just say, I'm tired of this. The people that step outside the matrix, they say, I'm willing to die for this. That's a big, that's a big responsibility. Martin Luther King accepted Huge. the fact that Martin Luther King accepted the fact that if I step outside of this box and I step outside of the matrix, I'm willing to die for this. I'm willing to die for what I believe in. I'm willing to die for change. Malcolm X, he said, I'm willing to die for this. So anyone who has taken these steps to step outside of the matrix and put themselves out there and to um, go toe-to-toe with the masses, they accepted that this choice could be made at the sake of my life. That so is that's true. huge. That is, you can't, you can't dismiss that because a lot of people are not willing to die for this or to, to help someone else or whatever. And if you don't have that mindset that, you know what, I'm willing to die to help exact change among my community, among my people in this world, you're, not, you're going to, and because, of, because you've got to keep in mind the whole reason why African Americans condition their children not to go back and forth with the police and not to fight the police is for what? So you can come home to mommy and daddy. That's right. So you that's don't true. die. Right. You that's, right. how, you that's how we coach our children. We have to. If we don't, so they're, you, they're doomed to die. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People not out here trying to be martyrs, people not out here trying to lay down their life to save their, their fellow man. So, so you just said something. So you, just, you just said something. So why do we? Why are we trying to make these other people martyrs? Why no, we're, we're not trying, trying to make. Like, I'm not no, trying to make anybody not you, anything. Not you, no, we. Not you. We're. It, it's not a thing of we're trying to make anybody anything. It's a choice. It's your choice to make. Are you willing to lay down your life for your fellow man? No, no, and no. And that's no, a no. personal this, choice. And it is. That's not what I'm saying. When I say trying to make people martyrs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who are you talking about? I'm talking about how they try to make George Floyd a martyr and all this, and we got to do this. These people are trying to make them a martyr. You have not been watching how these people have been moving? Maybe I haven't. Maybe I haven't. Who's trying to make them a martyr? So they, so basically, so, um, and so this is how we get, um, this is how I get confused, right? Because the people identify him as a martyr, right? They identify him as a martyr because he died, in their mind, he died for the cause, even though he didn't die willingly, right? Because martyrs die willingly. They willingly um, die for the cause or whatever, whatever, or make a choice to, you know, to go out here. So it wasn't like he was out here trying to get killed by the police. No, but they martyr him in, you know, in our community. We martyr, martyr him. His face is up on billboards and he has murals dedicated to him and things like that. And they're making it look like he died to to enforce change in our community. No, he did serve as a motivator for some people to get up off their butts and try to fight for some, you know, for some things or whatever, but it wasn't his intent. It was definitely well, not no, his choice. There's no saying so a that's not, and a motivator yeah. is, is two different things, but they, two different they were trying things. to make it, they trying to make him, they were, and when I say they, I'm talking about the people. Right? The community, yeah, I got him, you. Yeah, the community trying to make him a model. He wasn't. Even this Tyree guy, he was not trying, nobody, everybody trying to make it home. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like the fact they're trying to make these people martyrs. These people didn't want to die. They say, "Hey, this is what I choose to do today." That's not what they did. I didn't know they were trying to do that, make them a martyr. Um, so I, I can't speak to that at all because I haven't. That's the first time I'm hearing that. I didn't realize that. 
But uh, I agree with you all the same. I mean, they were just, George Floyd was, what, what was he buying, cigarettes? Yeah, um, exactly. It, oh, did, he, was he the one was with the bag check home. or something? Yeah, uh, counterfeit yeah. twenty, $20 bill. That's what it was yeah, with George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, and it, with this man, yeah. he was just trying to go home. Yeah. And so um, you got to understand, like, when you look at Malcolm X, because of his faith and his belief system, that's why he chose to die. Because of Martin Luther King's faith and his belief system, that's why he chose to die. They killed him because of, you know, and he was willing to die because of his belief and his willingness to fight for these things. So those are martyrs. But, you know, uh, granted, it's unfortunate what happened to all these other individuals in our community, but they were trying to get home. And unfortunately, they didn't make it home because of an abuse of power um, at a system that's designed to protect them, you know, at the hands of those that were hired and put in place to protect them. And so a motivator, and, you know, yes, they have motivated a lot of people to protest and to do this and to do that, but, again, you know, two different categories. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch, i got just a couple more things I want to say on this topic. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you said what you said, you know, about the police. I'm glad all of this has been brought up. This is the Scorpion unit, right? Mm-hmm. And there's scorpion oh, yeah. units throughout the U.S. Uh, in different cities, depending upon their crime level. This particular and scorpion stands for, get this, street crimes operation to restore peace in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So after this took place, the scorpion unit now has been disbanded. Disbanded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my thing is, like, um, so even as a scorpion unit, right, like, mm-hmm. it's like, so I'm like, okay, normally when you see a traffic stop, how many police officer or police officers are on scene? One. One. And mm-hmm. if they're going to make an arrest, if they're going to arrest the, um, the driver of the car, then you may have two. Right, another mm-hmm. like because it's one. It, at least here, there's only one officer in the car. So when um when they decide, okay, we need to arrest this person, then they call for backup. So a second car may arrive on the scene. Um, but for there to be five, six officers on yeah, scene, yeah, this, this had to be a big time drug dealer or a drug. Yeah, butt. this this started off wrong. It just started mm-hmm. off wrong. Like it smelled foul from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because why, why, why are five, six police officers pulling me? I'm not pulling over. I'm not pulling over. Mm. And you could do what you want to do. I'm, I'm finding, you know what I'm saying, a well lit area with a hundred thousand people around before I get mm. out of my car. Antonio, mm-hmm. what it smell like? Because she says it smells funny. What it smell like to you? Bullshit. <laughs> Smell a little fishy. Smell oh, a little fishy. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 it was tainted already, and and this is the sad part about it, right? These mm-hmm. other officers got got pulled into this man's personal vendetta against this other guy. There you go. There you they go. Got, they got they got pulled that's in. That's where we going. And, and that's why we say it's a game, right? Mm-hmm. Because they got pulled in going off. Oh yeah, he disrespected me. He messed with my woman. Blah 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 blah. 
Oh, dog, you know. But we, it wasn't his we woman. Po- we the police. We can do what we want. And we can That's go ahead and take care of this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And my, but, but, and my but thing on, is a lot of we these. That was his baby mama? That was his baby mama? That's what, what, the, that's what the word is. That's yeah, the word is. They have a child together. They have a child you know, together. One of the officers. Was he still hitting it? Probably. But know. at the end of the day, well, we can speculate on that. That's that's not that's irrelevant. The reason, but no, the it is. That we do but have it is. Hold on, it is relevant, and I'm gonna go tell ahead. you why it's relevant, right? Go ahead, go ahead. All because right. Because now, now you fucking with somebody's emotions, right? And this man have been so. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. So don't. I don't want anybody to misquote me. What happens is the way this man is thinking, right? And even if they was not fucking, right? Mm-hmm. He gonna say, "Well, that's still my woman because that's my baby. That's my baby mama." It's, it's all. It's all an act of emotion. Well, let He's me just say this on. as a woman. Let me say this as a I'm woman so to every man. every man that every man that think because you have a child with a woman that you're no longer in a relationship with, for you to mm-hmm. think that she's your property or you have any right or say in what she has to do or who she's doing it with, after y'all are over, stay in your lane. You out mm-hmm. of place and you out I of agree. pocket. That is not your woman. And the problem is these these men out here, not all mm-hmm. of them, but there's a select few, had these mm-hmm. little female tendencies, get mm-hmm. all caught up in their emotions, don't know how to let go, don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. When you got the woman, you don't do what you're supposed to do with her, and then you know you lost a good woman, and then you get mad because you don't want to see her happy with nobody else. Grow up. It's time for men. And and you have this in it, and I'm not just going to say it's the men. Women do the same thing, but we're talking about the dudes right now because of this particular situation. Stay in your lane. Let that person move on and be happy. Co-parent and mind your business. Because it don't make sense. Come on, Carl. can't take no more. Come on. Yeah, it's too much. Like, get out your feelings (laughs) and get over it. Go get therapy if you need it. uh, Translate what she just said. Being my being your ex don't give me the right to beat on your neck. That's what it sounded mm-hmm. like she was saying. Exactly. That's what it sounded like she was saying. So at the end of the day, this was a personal vendetta. And you said, Antonio, that they wound up getting caught, caught up in all of this, right? His partners, his gang mm-hmm. members, his, his his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. also said in conversation with us, with me rather, offline, they made a choice. It is, it is. That's what I okay. was great They made a choice. That's it what is. I was great They made a choice. They chose the right to the damn boys. here. They yep, made a, yep. On my honor, I will never betray my integrity, my character, or the public trust. And they did all of that. Uh, all they of have it. no honor. They, be, they have no integrity. And they betrayed their own character, allegedly, because I believe this is who they are. And mm-hmm. they betrayed the public trust. And they terrorized the damn public trust. Those people refused to come out of their houses, although somebody was being beaten to death. And why were they being beaten to death? Why was he being beaten to death? Because you with my ex-girlfriend. You with my baby mm-hmm. mama. Why didn't the public come out? Because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter that it was black wearing blue. It wouldn't have mattered if it was white wearing blue. They didn't come out because they were afraid by the very people who were supposed to be protecting us. And that's my freaking problem with this whole issue. Those are all facts. Serious. Uh, this is ridiculous. 
I'm supposed to, if I have an emergency, I'm supposed to be able to dial 911. A police officer is supposed to arrive at my doorstep, and I'm supposed to trust that they're going to resolve whatever issue it is I called them about. But now my son is out there, my daughter is out there, I'm out there. Oh, wait, I got to watch how I drive. If I get pulled over, I got to conduct myself in a certain way. Um, I saw a clip on, I sent, I sent y'all this clip. Um, I don't know who this dude is on, on Instagram, said that we, when we get pulled over by the police in a traffic stop, if we're in a sedan, we pull, roll down all our windows, right? So the policeman can feel safe. Mm-hmm. This damn nigga I got the you. gun. He's got the authority. Mm-hmm. What do you feel safe for? I'm the one in danger. Wow. I'm the one in danger. But I got to let yep. down all my windows. I got to put my hands on my steering wheel. Then I got to, when he asks for a license and proof of registration, I got to tell him where I got to go in my car to get it or else I'm going to die. Where's the logic in that? All right. When we we sit down and we have the freaking talk with our children, we got to talk about the birds and the bees and the damn police. mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm about to piss you off. (laughs) Go ahead. Because you asked, where's the logic in that? So the reality is, the reality is, and we don't, I know we don't want to talk about it, and a lot of times it's not addressed, but you have to realize, too, you know, you know, I know that there are a lot of police that make mistakes, but there are a lot of police that do put their lives on the line and are, um, have pulled over people in traffic stops and been shot at or been shot. And just in a routine traffic stop, because they pulled over someone who had a warrant or they pulled out and, you know, or somebody in the car had a warrant and they've made a decision that they're not going back to jail or they're not this or that. And so their mindset is whatever. So there, there is a, you know, there is a, um, and I'm, and the, the sad part is, and this is where it, it's a really complicated issue. It should be simple. It should be as simple as you're the police, you protect and serve or whatever, but there is a gun problem, you know, and there are people walking around and running around with guns that should not have them that do shoot police officers when they get pulled over or whatever. And I would be remiss to sit here and not acknowledge that this does exist. And unfortunately, and it's not just, um, uh, and unfortunately it, you know, it's been made or, you know, where our kids are targeted or whatever, because whenever the black pe- uh, the black child is pulled over, the thought is they could potentially have a gun in the car because me- the media makes it look like our kids are the only ones that do that, right? So they, um, so they try to justify what they do because of, you know, um, things that, you know, that they, that other people experience or whatever. And we have to be, we got to be honest about it. We we have a problem with guns in the community. We have a problem with police, um, certain police officers abusing their authority in the community, but we can't just paint it like it's a one-sided issue or like um, officers don't have a, a valid concern to be fearful when they pull people over. Now, this situation with um, Nichols, no, it's six of y'all or whatever, whatever. So, you know, this right here, like I said, the the whole start of the situation is fishy. But there are some instances where there's uh, one officer pulling one person, one car over, and there's a car full of um, individuals with guns or whatever. Doesn't matter what color the individuals are, could be 
Latino individuals. It could be African-American individuals. It could be Caucasian individuals. This is really a true problem that we have in America because anybody can buy a gun off the corner. And and we have to be honest about that. This is a reality. You have to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say it because I I have family members back where I live at that are police officers. But they told you here. You know, and we see it here. They show you here in Georgia. It happens. And we can't dismiss that. We cannot dismiss that. And just imagine, you know, if you're a new officer or whatever and you're just starting out and you don't have that seniority, you haven't developed that instinct and stuff like that yet to be able to, you know, to not be nervous when you go up to a car and stuff like that. Does that give you a right to pull your gun? Absolutely not. That's where training comes in, and that's why training and partnership is so important. I think it was the dumbest thing ever for police officers to just go out by themselves in cars or whatever, <laughs> not be sent out in twos or whatever. There needs to be accountability, and you need to be, um, you know, you need to have someone tenure with these newer officers that are on the street so that they don't make those um, reactive decisions and um, you move your hand the wrong way and then they pull out their gun and they murder you. You know what I'm saying? So you have, we have to look at it for what it is. We can't, can't just, just act like the issue is one-sided. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have to say that. I don't know how long. I mean, I know you've been for a certain time, Rod, and I grew up here. I've been watching news for quite some time. They show one officer pulling up a regular routine traffic stop, a Caucasian man sitting in the car. The officer said, hey, just literally just walked up to him. Let me see your – let me have your license and registration. But as soon as the guy walked up to him, he shot him. He didn't mm-hmm. – he didn't, he, of course they got to have their gun, they have their gun, because I don't know, you from a can of paint. I'm in the open. You're not. You're behind. You're behind something, right? I can't see your hands. I can't see your hands. So now – and then that's why he said cut on your lights, right? Because I can't see what's in the car. That's why your tent got to be so. Like I had a good friend. He said he used to wear his police vest, right? He didn't wear his vest. He said some some reason his daddy called him and said, hey, man, put your vest on today, right? He said he put his vest on today, a routine traffic stop. He walked up a black guy. He didn't say if the guy was black, white, or whoever. He walked up and the guy said, hey, man, let me see you. And the guy shot him. So we can't act like these things don't happen. And, again, yeah. nobody's making an excuse for Tyrese or Floyd or any of these situations, but these situations happen. And sometimes, and let's just be quite honest because I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes we put ourselves in position. And I'm not saying as a black man. I'm saying as a human, period. Sometimes we mm-hmm. put ourselves in positions. A lot of times you get somebody who's frustrated. And you know what? I had to sit and run after your ass. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get a couple of licks on you. Let's just be 100. The situation that happened to me last Friday, I'm at the damn library. My car gets stolen. Got some little kids. You know what I wanted to do? Kick their ass. Mm-hmm. Let's just be Let's just be 100. Let's be 100 about this. I wanted to kick their ass because now you have done, you have, I have my son and my wife with me, right? So now my son is a little traumatized, right? Yeah. Yeah. My wife was traumatized because she never had never had this happen to her before, right? So I'm pissed yeah. off. So now I want to kick your ass, and I ain't even got. I don't even have no gun no hand because I just want to kick your ass off GP because you violated me just because you stole my shit. This, this is my personal you. property. Yeah, right. I work for this. So now you yeah. got me on high alert. You got me on. You got me past one hundred. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit here and say that sometimes people don't put you in a certain mind frame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it happens. 
to sit here mm-hmm. and say it don't happen, it happens. But what I'm saying is, it's, it's not an issue just on black. It's, it's a humanitarian issue that we have in this country. These people yeah. acting foolish off of stupid shit. Yeah. I'm, and the more that the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, finish. I was just, I was at a, a damn basketball game yesterday. Damn grown-ass parents and kids. We They about to damn get to fighting. And the reason mm-hmm. that a lot of stuff happened, because we in our own community. If I stayed in Alpharetta, if I stayed in certain parts of Cobb County, if I stayed in parts of Fairville, Peachtree City, Douglasville, Gwinnett, we will see different situations. But when you're in your own situation, you see your people, period. So you'll always see your people. So let's just say, like, yes, I don't know if you all seen on Instagram, this Caucasian boy called this Caucasian man a nigger. The Caucasian man hit the Caucasian boy, right? That's white on white crime, right? That's, mm-hmm. They was at a hockey game. Mm-hmm. So, and again, and, and, it's within their community. Yeah, and the issues are the the issues are a lot bigger than we realize, and we can't like take we can't analyze one section of it without looking at the other section of it, and then the next piece of it because it's like you know the more first of all the more um, the more difficult things become with not being able to find jobs or not having. Um, you know, like things, um, things, you know, pricing continuing to go up, not being able to afford things. People mm-hmm. are going to become more and more desperate. And what happens yep. when people become desperate and you can't provide for the people or your needs can't be met? Crime rises, you know, so yep. crime becomes an issue. Things, you know, people start becoming irrational and doing things that are um, outside of some, you know, outside of people, some people's norm and some people revert back to what they know. You know, you just never know. So it's just like you don't know what, um, you don't know a person's mindset or state of mind or what they're going through. And then when you think about the issue with the kids, now, you know, y'all know I'm a teacher now. So my goal or my dream was to teach in high school. And so not not elementary school, but high school. But I had to make a, a strategic decision to say, you know what, I'm not going to teach in the high school. I'm going to teach in the elementary school because what's happening in the schools right now? The kids are attacking the teachers. Yep, um, yep. Uh, one, uh, in the elementary school, I don't know, I think he was in kindergarten or pre-kindergarten, the little boy shot the teacher. Look, fortunately, yep. the teacher didn't die. But how does a kid in a kindergarten get a gun to take the school to shoot his teacher? Um, there's a teacher right now, and right here in Georgia, the little girl jumped on her, beat her down. Lady's leg is broke. She's been in the hospital for two weeks. A teacher right here around the corner from me, at a school right around the corner from me, this incident happened. Teacher jumped, student jumped on her, started beating, um, beating the crap out of her, and the students intervened. Another male teacher got attacked and. You know, um, they had to change the laws because our, the, by law, we can't put our hands on these kids. Your kids know we can't put our hands on them. You're not parenting them at home to say respect the teacher. Don't put your hands on adult. Don't talk back. And I've had conferences with parents where the parents are defending their children when their children are mm-hmm. dead wrong and encouraging uh, the disrespect. So heard, we live in a society of tolerance, mm-hmm. of tolerance. Mm-hmm of things that are not acceptable. And so, yeah, as a police officer, when I'm driving down the street and I'm dealing with your teenager, because keep in mind, too, we had 
you know, a lot of SROs, we had um, student resource officers in school. A lot of them are quitting because, you know, they had cha- a lot of them quit at the beginning of the year because of the changes up here in, in Gwinnett County anyway, because, you know, it was like, you like, no, we don't want the SROs involved in the beginning. We want the teachers dealing with it. And look what happened. The teachers are getting attacked now because they know that, oh, yeah, the police are in the building now, but they can't touch us. So now, yep. yeah, we're going to turn up and we are physically assaulting teachers. A boy over here at um, Central High School, y'all probably saw the picture. I don't know if y'all saw the picture um, floating around on Instagram and on social media. A box, somebody took a box cutter, cut his, this boy's back open. Back open, yeah. Well, I got cut the boy's back open. I just heard the other day from a parent, from another parent, that said the little boy, he got to be seventh grade, so he's going to shoot up the school and shoot the teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? And that the parent, mm-hmm. she working, two, she working two or three jobs, tr- trying to provide, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's like the little boy who got killed in Atlanta. The mom said, "I've been doing all, I've been asking for the police for help." Well, we gotta understand, police is not uh, preventative, baby. They reacted. So, yeah. it's a human again. That's why I keep going back. It's a humanitarian issue out here in this world, right? It, it, what are we doing in our community? A, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Right? It comes back to mm-hmm. us because guarantee you. If you take care of your community, you will need the police. They're yeah. coming and you are you okay? All right, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And that's why you had things like the Black Panther Party who create, who did things like create after-school programs, had things, especially when you're dealing with single-parent households. If you're dealing with a single, and, you know, this, the worst thing that ever happened to us was the latchkey movement where these kids were going home, letting themselves in, and they, you know, watch TV or supposed to be doing their homework, but we know they ain't doing their homework. They are gaming now. They're um, connected mm-hmm. to the to social media, they're on that screen and they're being exposed to all this stuff that's not healthy for them and that causes them to be tempted and to try these different things. Like, it's parents now, that, and I'm asking, like, how do your child have a social media where they posting guns and money and stuff like that? And I know your child got this, but you don't know. Like, did you see, did you see little Daquan's um, Instagram with him sitting up there with the two guns and da 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 and the money all over the bed? Like, you, I, I just need to know because my child hang out with yours. Is this how we rolling now? Because if that's mm-hmm. the case, little Daquan can't hang out with little Mike Mike. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like, Parents don't even know what's going on because they're busy, because they're working, because they have, you know, like it's a single-parent situation and nobody's there to monitor and do the checks and balances and things like that. So these kids, a lot of them are getting out of hand because they got too much time on their hand. And if you don't have a community that's offering a resource where your child can go and have some type of supervision and some type of accountability, guess what? You're not their only influence. These streets is real, and they really be Mm -hmm. talking to these kids. And they starting at nine years old. They starting young. They get they used to be younger 12. than that. They starting young and young now. They just getting younger and younger. And it yeah. depends on what country depends on what country you in, right? We just talking exactly. about here in the United States. Some of these other countries started at four and five years old. Exactly. That's why so. I keep saying it's not just here in the United States that we're having a problem. It's everywhere. It's, it's Africa. It's Russia. Is 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 uh, Brazil? Is all these other countries that they listen to us? Everybody's having the same issue. So, I know you may not have wanted to hear that, Rod, our major, but <laughs> but I just had to say it because it's it's a bigger issue. That's part of the problem. 
you know, abusive authority is definitely a part of the problem because even though, you know, there is the risk of someone being in the car with a gun or whatever, we still have to act responsibly and, um, and you, you know, again, yeah, you got yeah, you got to protect yourself and stuff like that. But you, at the same token, there are lines and there are boundaries that you do not cross. And we see a lot of boundaries being crossed and a lot of power being abused. But we also know that there is a risk to our officers and things like that too. So, yeah. Our major, did you leave us? I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. And, and, and um, I had to calm down for a second. I, I, <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with you all are saying. My only pushback to that is, is that, the, you know, they always say that, you know, the majority of police officers are good officers. That may be true because, you mm-hmm. know, the few, the, my few interactions with the police is always been for speeding tickets. I can say, mm-hmm. honestly, I've never had a bad police experience with the exception of one. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but that was a actually it was a state patrol officer, and that that mm-hmm. was years ago. But other than that, I've never had, I've never personally had a bad interaction with the police. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't happen, of course. And yes. you can't tell me that it's just a few officers when we see stories of this virtually every day. Yeah. So. But again, it goes back that, to what's what being highlighted. It goes I, back I to what's it. being highlighted. So. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. There is a problem. There is a problem Mm -hmm. because we do know the blue wall is a real thing. And we do know that there are even in some, you know, in like, um, you know, we've, there's been established in certain states where um, New York being one of them, where they had, you know, little internal clusters of police officers that formulate their own little cliques and stuff like that where they abuse these types of things and, you know, it goes as high up as the DA's office and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So we see, we saw, and and that's not, you know, that's like within my lifetime, you know what I mean? So that's not that far, we're not that far removed from that, you know, so whether or not those types of things still exist, I'm sure they do, you know, and there is, racism is still a problem in this country, and we would be fools to think that there aren't racist police officers serving in, in our communities, you know, we we see it, we experience it, we hear the words, we see the behaviors that model it. So this is a, a problem, but the issue we have to look at it full scale if we ever if we're ever going to remedy the remedy the problem. Oh, we can't you just look at one piece. Do you actually think there's you a know, remedy? Because I don't, I don't think there's a remedy. I mean, I asked, there may I not be, but what solution? Because I don't <laughs> think they want there, there's going to be a remedy to be searched for. I don't think there's going to be a quote unquote reforming of the police. I don't yeah. I believe any of that. Well. They also said there would never be a black president, but we held on to hope, and guess what? There was one. So I believe anything is possible if the right people are willing to do it. Will I see it in my lifetime? Probably not. You're right. It is a big if. It is a big if. And it's sad that we even have to feel this way. Yeah, and I agree with you on that as well. But this has been an amazing conversation today. I must say I have missed breaking bread with my brothers. (laughs) Well, whenever you invite us to dinner, we'll be over there. Oh, okay. Make some peach cobbler, too. Make some peach yeah, cobbler. She said, she said break bread. Okay. She didn't say nothing about breaking word. Break bread. Well, breaking word. word. Yeah. <laughs> breaking you break, word, you break some bread. Break some bread. What is, you know, but we, we haven't break breaking bread. 
Yeah, we haven't broke we haven't broke bread in a minute either. So, um, yeah, I can make that happen. Like, cool. We need to break bread soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably be after Zion's graduation. Please, let's get together before then. Huh? I said let's get together before then, though. Before what? When, when is his graduation? The twenty fourth. Oh, this month. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> yeah, Why this month. And for our young? audience, he is graduating from Naval Academy. Naval, oh. that's right. I seen his uh, thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Where, where mm-hmm. y'all gotta go to Carolina? Where's he gonna be? Great Lakes, Illinois. Okay, Illinois. Mhm. Yep, yep, yep. I have a sailor now. This boy broke his ankle. First, he tore the tore the mm-hmm. tore a ligament in his ankle. Then he broke his ankle. So they were going to delay his graduation. He was like, mm-mm. He said, I told him, do like we do in sports. Wrap this thing, put two socks on, and give me my boot, and I'm right. getting out of here. He said, out of here. I cannot. Quick, quick. He said, this is, he says, you know, it's, it's a different experience. So he's like, I'm getting out of here <laughs> on time. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Me either. So, yeah, his graduation is the 24th. So um, looking forward to that. But, um. Yeah, so it's been a minute since I did this, so let me see if I can remember and do it right. So right. our goal is always wait, to wait, drop hold up, episodes. hold up, hold up, okay, hold up. <laughs> okay. This, this chair goes over here. This couch goes over there. Go ahead, on do your thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> our goal is to drop new episodes on Sundays. Um, so you can um definitely definitely glad that we're back and we do apologize for the little break that we had to take i personally was fighting some health issues and i appreciate my brothers waiting for me to get better um but we're back now and we're excited so look for us on the following platforms spotify anchor apple google amazon music iHeartRadio, radio public pocket cast overcast and stitcher if you listen to us on spotify they are accepting ratings we're asking for five but as always we want you to give us your gospel truth um if you are interested <laughs> if you're interested in being a guest, if you have a if you're a black owned business and you want to advertise um here or come on and talk about your business on the show, um if you have a topic suggestion, um or if you want to break word with us, um send us an email at the gospel truth no BS at gmail dot com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on. Um hmm. Am I forgetting something? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Don't forget about me. Rojab, that E. Don't forget about me, the executive producer of this here podcast. We can never forget about Brother Rojab. And if you don't follow us on social media, check us out. Um, Our brother Antonio plays a when he advertises the episode, he put some great clips up there or whatever. So definitely check us out on social media. Follow us there. Definitely. definitely. There is no justification for the acts of injustice. Mm, that's good. And it's Black History Month, y'all. It okay. is. Yeah, oh, maybe, it is. maybe these next couple... Um, 
we got a couple more episodes. Maybe we should um, highlight some um, major contributors to not the regular people, but some may, may, some people that we don't <laughs> really not hear about. regular people. <laughs> you know, oh my God. I, I mean, like, bring to the line, like, oh so I'm just going to keep it a buck. So, like, we at school, we had to do our little black history display. And I didn't want to uh-huh. highlight the people that everybody know about, like the Martin Luther Kings and all that stuff. We love them. God bless them. But there were a lot of other black people that contributed to um, America's, Development, so I feel like <laughs> they need some recognition too. Come on, I'm now. thinking about Chris Rock. That's why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm thinking about Chris Rock, and I can hear him right now. You be like, "What is the key?" That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, we uh, always talk uh, about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks right. and Malcolm X. Everybody know about mm-hmm. them. So let's bring our listeners some exposure to some other blacks that have made contributions um, that we don't hear so much about. Black History is 24-7. Bam. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes. It's all and day, every day. And that's what you will find out when you – and see, that's why there should be no – there is no such thing as, quote, unquote, no black history. getting rid of Black history is theory. American history. Yeah. Exactly. Thank, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And they trying to take us out of history books. They don't want to – yeah. yeah. They don't want to yeah. talk about what we did. So we're going to talk Maybe. about it. Niggers. <laughs> there's a word for him. Niggers. There's a there's a nigger. There's a nigger sitting up in the uh, governor's office down there in Florida, on planet Florida, trying to get rid of uh, black history being taught, black, black anything being taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I that nigger people, right I there. The, well, I blame the people in Florida because they voted for him. They they put him back in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. So what oh, you're really right. saying is that's what they wanted. Yep. You get what you want. I got you. Yep. Yep. All, All right. right, fellas. It's been real. It's been real. God bless. Open your mind. God bless. Open your mind. Let's open your freaking mind and let the rest follow. God bless. <laughs>